Showtime, folks. Enjoy the show. Hello and welcome to episode 42 of Saturday Matinee Theater, brought to you by your friends at the Long Box Crusade. We're here in jolly old England in our recording studio set up at 221 at B Baker Street. I'm your host, Jared Albrecht, the yard sale artist, and joining me as always is the Watson to my Sherlock, Pat Sampson, a.k.a. DJ Cristados. How are we feeling today, Dr. Cristados? Well, Jared, looking at you is sugar enough for me. That's how I'm feeling. <laughs> Thanks, man. It's smooth, by the way. Mm-hmm. I know the words with the ladies. <laughs> yes, you do. Also joining me is the Mycroft and my Sherlock, my older, wiser brother, Jason the Weasel Skull. <laughs> Albrecht. And how, <laughs> and how are you today, Mr. Weasel Skull? <laughs> you want to hear a joke? <laughs> oh, he's got jokes. Yeah, hit us with a joke. So a waiter. <laughs> he goes to a family. He says to the father, we got lobster tails for a dollar. Would you like some? <laughs> the mother says, lobster tails for a dollar? Yeah, I'll take one. Waiter goes, well, once upon a time, there was a lobster. <laughs> I'm going to go murder somebody. <laughs> Everybody clap for Jason. That's like too long. Everybody clap for Jason. <laughs> well done. A lobster tail. Wonderful. Well done. He worked in the reference from the show, told his own joke. Well done, sir. Well done. Well, we also have with us our favorite constable. It's Delvin the Dark Web, Wilkins. How do you do, Bobby Wilkins? Well, I'm not Wilkins. If you take a look, Mm -hmm. I'm not Wilkins. I'm the Scottish brother. Oh, <laughs> you're the Scottish brother. Nick Wilkins. Nick Wilkins. <laughs> I look remarkably similar to my brother, but it's not me. Well done. You guys are on your head game tonight. Well, good news, everybody. Well, I don't know if it's good news, but it's news. There's no guests, so we can get right to it tonight. But I will remind everyone that this episode is sponsored by Omaha Bound Entertainment. Omaha Bound is your best choice for finding those special comics in your collection. The guys over at Omaha Bound do only the best high-quality binding, and this might be the best part. They custom design every cover, so every single hardcover they design is unique. In short, when you get your comics hardbound with Omaha Bound, you'll know that you have a truly one-of-a-kind collection. In addition to binding, they also sell special trade collections of hard-to-find comics. All this is available on their website, which is omahabound.com. Treat yourself and those special comics, right? Go to Omaha bound.com today and you know what maybe you listen to saturday matinee theater and you're like i don't collect comics i just like old mysteries maybe you've got those mystery magazines laying around you want to get those hardbound they'll do that too tv guide yep sports illustrated probably they do a good job with the hard binding. you should totally check them out pat hit us with that show description well jared i'm glad you asked Saturday Matinee Theater is a retro review, sometimes index show, brought to you by the Longbox Crusade, where we'll be taking you back to the past with some potentially overlooked retro awesomeness in the realm of television, movie serials, or films. Basically, if it's vintage and it's kind of forgotten, we're going to dig it up. On this episode, we will continue our indexing of all 39 episodes of the 1954 television series Sherlock Holmes. 1954's Sherlock Holmes was produced by Sheldon Reynolds. It starred Ron Howard as Sherlock Holmes and H. Marion Crawford as Dr. Watson. So take off your deerstalker cap, light your pipe, get cozy by the fireplace, and let the soothing violin music of Mr. Sherlock Holmes whisk you away in the past. But don't forget, those moving pictures aren't going to go anywhere. Ah, 
Ah, there we have it. Beautiful, beautiful Pat, as always. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's nice when we have the guests, but sometimes it's good to hear the Pat solos. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just uh, kicking it old school like that. You know what? I'm in a pretty good mood tonight. Jared, mm. you got your violin ready, man? I do. Dude, no. what are you doing, man? <laughs> I got it right here. Hang on. Look, look I, for, I, I'm a positive person. And he told me he's been practicing. True. Mm. And I believe him. You know, I'm a positive person too, Don. I'm pretty positive this is going to sound like. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Jason, listen to this. episode description episode 28 was titled the case of the jolly hangman the original air date was 9 may 1955 the director was steve previn the writers were charles and joseph early with guest stars archie duncan as inspector mcdougall alvis maven as jesse hoper and philip lever as henry baxter As a reminder, all 39 episodes are available on YouTube. We highly encourage you to watch this episode before proceeding with this podcast, because not only is it just more fun that way, but Jared is about to give a synopsis about this episode, and then we're going to discuss it. So there are probably some spoilers heading your way. Again, if you haven't watched this episode, we recommend you pause here, go check it out on YouTube, and then come back to join our discussion. And at only 26 minutes per episode, it's not a big time demand. For those of you who are watching along with us, we'd love to hear your insights. Don't forget to comment about the show on Twitter using the hashtag I'm following homes. Jason. Hashtag I'm following homes. Pat. Hashtag I'm following the homes. Jared, please put away your violin. Is it away? Maybe. <clears throat> All right. How about these lead vocals? Hashtag I'm following homes. Let's just say your vocals are a lot better than your violin playing. And with that, I'm following homes as well. Let's turn it over to Jared for the episode summary. heroes debate the future of moving pictures, Jesse Hooper arrives at 221B. Mrs. Hooper is distraught. She's convinced that her husband Billy's recent suicide by hanging is actually a murder, and Holmes agrees to do some pro bono work for the Lady Hooper, traveling with Watson all the way to the scene of the crime in Glasgow. 
Examining the clues provided by Lestrade's Scottish cousin, Inspector McDougall, Holmes is well convinced that Jessie Hooper is right. Her husband was murdered. With a quick side trip to Billy's childhood home and the offices of a rope salesman, Holmes has all the pieces he needs to solve this mystery. But will he be in time to save the widow, Jessie Hooper? Will Watson be able to impress Holmes with his own deduction skills? And what would you do if the cops started conducting a murder investigation while you were sleeping in your hotel room? Tune in and find out. Let's get into highs and lows on this one. And we will start with Jason. Round one. High, low. What the, what do you got for us? Well, I'm going to go with a high. I'm going to do a callback to the Pope in the Pool. This Ooh. had a really good Pope in the Pool moment. A Pope in the Pool moment is a screenwriter term when they're doing something that's rather mundane, but they do it in a way that keeps you interested. In this case, they were examining the rope. And Holmes's clue was that the rope's fibers were going in the wrong direction of a man who would hang himself. To do that, he goes into that hotel room and there's a whole series of things that keeps that spontaneous and entertaining from him demonstrating by just almost hanging Watson to begin with. <laughs> where McDougal's like, no, you can't hang your, your friend. <laughs> Watson's oh, yeah. up into it too. Oh, right? sorry. Yeah, and Watson's all game. He's going into that sucking. <laughs> <laughs> then you got the poor guy that was trying to sleep that was actually in the hotel room. He's like, oh, we're just doing a murder here. A guy before you was murdered. <laughs> go back to sleep. They told him to go back to sleep. All good. <laughs> but I thought that was really entertaining. A good way for Holmes to reveal the clue in a way that kept us entertained and humored. Big thumbs up from me for that scene. Delvin. I like the mystery. There was a legitimate mystery going on. Now, Agree. you could argue that there was maybe only one possible suspect but it was still a mystery in how Holmes and Watson had to piece things together. And as a co-high here, I will also say I like that they traveled and that they went to a different country in order to solve this mystery. I thought both elements were cool. Pat? I do agree with you on that uh, as a high. I'm also going to add a, another high. There was no flashback in this one. It was a straight story. And I kept going, OK, wait a minute. When is the flashback going to happen here. <laughs> and they could have had one, too. They, they could have. I was expecting one to go back to where they were on the train or in the hotel or something, but there was no flashback. So that really caught my attention. So much story that they kind of had to do the visit to the childhood home off camera. They had a lot to put into this 26 Yeah, yeah that threw me off when they said that, because I was like, well, when did they do this part? Well, let's get back to the top of the order, Jason. This episode really highlighted Sherlock Holmes' skills as a detective. And one of the things that I really cued in on was his being able to identify from the list of people that stayed at that hotel and their addresses. He went through the addresses and the one in London, he had such knowledge of the streets in London that he knew that one was made up. That was very clever. That was a clever clue. So that was a big high for me. The name of the street just sounded odd. One, two, yeah. three, fake street. Delvin, give us another one. For whatever reason, I was kind of spacing out on it at the beginning of it. Throughout, even though I am happy that there was a mystery, there wasn't a ton of action. It was it was more of a slow burner. To borrow a term from our James Bond podcast, it was Sneaky Holmes. I like the episodes where things, there is a mystery, but things are a little more kinetic. You got 
Watson possibly throwing some hands at somebody because he's very good at that. I like that a little bit more than just the slow burn. Unless it's something like the last episode where yeah. there was just that buildup and then that ending was just like, ooh. This one was sort of a letdown, but only because it's just in the backdrop of a very, very good episode. This one was good, just a little slow. Pat? Let's go ahead and talk about what we all want to really talk about here. The Viewmaster? Yes. Okay. The Viewmaster was, that was cool. But let's go ahead and talk about how unduped I was with Cousin McDougal. (laughs) (laughs) I can't believe we got this far into it without really addressing Cousin McDougal. Lestrade's cousin in Glasgow. Lestrade's cousin. I'm like, wait a minute. That voice sounds familiar. I was so proud. You can't put on a mustache and fool me. I don't notice anything. And I noticed it. And I'm like, <laughs> I just, I this is like the second time he's, he's played a different character. Yeah. The time that Holmes was like dressed up like a pirate or something. Yeah. Like that fell for it. I got to. <laughs> <laughs> But not this time. (laughs) Nope. I wasn't there for that episode, but I went back and watched it. And I believe at one point, Holmes said, Yar, I'm Holmes as a pirate. (laughs) (laughs) Excellent. Excellent. Well, while we're talking about funny things, I I just had to crack up when Watson showed off his deduction prowess when they went to that guy's office. And that secretary was obviously lost his last year's Easter eggs and had no idea what she was doing. (laughs) And Watson was like, I think she's new. <laughs> He's like, I looked at her fingernails and they're barely even worn. And Holmes was like, that's a great deduction. <laughs> It was painfully obvious that she was new, <laughs> but he was so proud of himself. I was just, I was rolling. I was laughing so hard. Well, that's the end of our highs and lows <laughs> rounds. Unless anyone has any burning highs or lows, I need to get out before we move on. That's your cue, Pat. With this one, I don't think I have any burning ones. Again, I was really surprised there was no flashback in this. I liked the character development that we did see. Maybe there wasn't a lot of action, but there was Holmes using his deduction and Talk about the bad guy's laugh. It was that was, that was kind of awful. Yeah, the bad guy was kind of. It kind of reminded me of the Joker a little bit. Yeah, he was no Eugene Deckers, but no. that he was creepy. He was, he was creepy. I thought one of the funnier moments was when Holmes and Watson goes to visit Mrs. Hooper and they see her baby for the first time. <laughs> and Watson's like, oh, look at those chests and those biceps. He's going to be a strapping lad. And Holmes is like, oh, look at that cranium. That's going to be a large <laughs> Yeah, they had a good time. Well, with that, let's get into the fun facts with Jared. The guest star villain for this episode, Philip Lever, who played Baxter, he was quite an accomplished actor with over 45 movie and TV appearances, including Alfred Hitchcock's The Lady Vanishes. So he's been around. He's been a lot of stuff as I looked him up. But more interesting, we've kind of hit around this throughout these episodes we've done on Sherlock Holmes. But I really did some deeper reading into Sheldon Reynolds and his take on Sherlock Holmes for this series. We've often noted how Ron Howard's performance is a little more lighthearted in some ways. It was very much by design as I was reading it. Sheldon Reynolds really wanted his show to stand out as different from the Basil Rathbone portrayals, which had become the standard, that very snooty and superior and always on top of things. He wanted his homes to be in a younger phase, like in his 30s, and more fallible, more susceptible to emotional things. This is younger Sherlock Holmes learning along the way. 
And we've all sort of mentioned that at some point through our journey in Holmes about how Ron Howard plays it a little more fun. And in my reading, I discovered very much by design. Sheldon Mm. Reynolds wanted that take and Ron Howard was on board with that. And there you have it. So, yeah, I thought that was interesting that we've kind of talked around that. But in my deeper reading and preparation of this episode, very, very intentional. Do you think maybe it'd be more so something that the family could sit down and each everybody find something that they enjoy about it? Yeah. That could be watch. not so dark. Have you watched any of the other gentlemen's Sherlock Holmes? I've seen Basil Rathbone Holmes movies. Sure. Okay. Are they darker? Are they not for um, family? No, they're still family oriented, but they're not as zany and entertaining. Like the, what we're watching definitely has humor moments plugged into it. Like we talked about and the Basil yep. Rathbones really don't. They're more straightforward. And I love the Basil Rathbones. Don't get me wrong, but I think this was a good idea to make it unique and stand out. And oh, by the way, bonus factoid, Sheldon Reynolds, even though he was producing the show over in France, as we all know, he was making it in France for the most part. He was American and this was an American run show. And this would be the last time that Sherlock Holmes would be an American run TV show all the way until elementary, which is the one with. Lucy Liu and Johnny Lee Miller. And that show came out in like 2012. So we went from 1954 to 2012 with no American productions of Sherlock Holmes on TV. I thought that was kind of interesting. Big spell. Big spell. Of course, there's British ones and they're good. Anyway, fun facts. Let's get into some pipe ratings. Got my pipe right here. As we all know, the pipe ratings work thusly. If you give it five pipes, that means you loved it. Four means you thought it was very good. Three means it was good. Two, it was just okay. And one, I did not like it. So everybody's got their pipes out. Pat, you're looking very calm. That's mm-hmm. good. Yeah. I was just going to say, Jared, do you mind? I see that you left your violin case open. Yes. And so I'm just going to move it over here a little bit. Uh, and I, I think when last time you tried playing, I dropped something in there. So I just need to uh-huh. kind of see if I, if it's in there. No, I'm gonna go with no on that. Just so go, go ahead and have somebody else ask. I'm just going to check something real quick. <laughs> now I would have thought that you may have dropped something in Jared's water before he played the violin. Ah, uh, that's normal. Mm. But that's a good thing for maybe next time. Oh, my goodness. All right, let's just get to these ratings. <laughs> let's just start with uh, Delvin. It's out of three. I liked it, but I wanted a little bit more action. I wanted the bad guy to suffer better fate than just he didn't even really try to confront Holmes. He just ran away and then fell out the window and died. Hung himself. Hung himself. <laughs> irony, Ooh, man. Ironic. Oh, yeah, bro. Yeah, yeah, that'd be terrible. I know Tobes and Watson weren't really in a hurry to say. Watson was like, broken neck. See it. <laughs> Watson Watson did throw hands on that window. <laughs> <laughs> like, broken neck. Hate to see it. Should we pull him up, see if he could live? So three. I like a little bit more action in my Sherlock, but not a bad one. Jason? Well, Delvin likes the chest and the biceps of the of the baby episodes. Mm. I like that big cranium. <laughs> I was really impressed with the clues, the more traditional take on Holmes and his deductive abilities, taking them out to Glasgow and 
So yeah, the Spectre McDougal. Uh, so I was really entertained. I'm going to give it a four. Pat, what do you think? Jason, just like you, I like to rate my home's watching experience based off uh, chest, biceps, and head. <laughs> and not in any particular order. With this one, I'm going to give it a four as well. Well, I'll throw it a rating. I'm going to go with a four as well. I think it was just enough dashes of humor. Mm-hmm. I really liked Watson showing off his skills to Holmes. I really liked the guy in the hotel room who was just trying to get some sleep. They're conducting a murder investigation in his room. So the humor was there. The suspense was there. It was a good mystery. It was a lot packed into one episode. So overall, I'm giving it a four. Oh, well, that will do it for our pipe ratings, which just means all we got left is the 221B mailbag. And we're thrilled to kick off these comments with special shout outs to our Crusaders Club members. These are the fine folks who have joined our crusade. They enjoy discounts from my online store, which is the Yard Sale Artist. .com. You get early access to special long box episodes, voting on show content. We do raffle prizes and so much more. So these are the folks that are reaping the benefits and giving some much appreciated support to the show. And Helica Wolf. Ow! Bill Bear. Blast it or stash it. Bob Buster. Braxton Underwood. Dave Collins. Gene Hendricks. Gerald Green. Greg Van Leuven. I, the collector. Ivor Evans. Jeremy L. Please don't squeeze the Jim Jarman. <laughs> I made that joke up myself. I'm so funny. Joe Thomas. John Watson. John and Maggie. Jose Pollo. Maxwell Traver. Miranda W. Paul Hicks. Reggie Hancock. Rick from Jeff and Rick Present. Ross Michaud. Ryan Daly. Samantha Maney. Sean Urbanski. Steve Cronin. Timmy. Tim Price. Toronto Cop. And one-time donor Bradford William. If we missed anyone on our list, we apologize. Keep in mind that we record these episodes well in advance of release, so if you're a recent addition, we should be adding you soon. And you know what? We could use some recent additions. We've been stagnating, fellas. We've been stagnating. We're, we're right about 29 Crusaders Club members right now. 29. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Come on, guys. You know, if you join for just a dollar, I know I'm going off script. If you join for just a dollar a month, you know, we're putting out at a minimum four episodes a month. So you're paying a quarter per episode. And most of the time we're doing more like eight episodes a month. So now you're doing whatever a quarter divided by two, you minus it. Yeah. It's like 14, eight, eight, get something, money, that's five peso. It's coins. Okay. <laughs> it's coins. It's that sideways eight. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, if you've been on the fence about joining the Crusaders Club, we'd really appreciate it if you would join us. It's easy to do. Just go to patreon.com forward slash Crusade, And for as little as a dollar a month, you can get in on all kinds of bonus stuff. We'd love to have you. We're trying to make a fun feel. We base it off the old Marvel fan club days, and we just really want to bring that back. So we'd really appreciate it if you consider joining the Crusaders Club. But you know what? If you don't have any extra scratch laying around, but you want to help us out here at LBC headquarters, could you take a moment to write a review on iTunes for this podcast? Last I checked, we had one, and I wrote it. So, you know, it'd be great if somebody else would get on there. Go up and look at Saturday Matinee Theater and give us a review. We would love it. Even if it's short or you just want to use star ratings, it really helps raise the profile of the show. We can get more of that Sherlock Holmes family or Flash Gordon family or just people that like old programs to the show. Having said that, let's get into the likes, shares, retweets, comments, and all that wonderful stuff that's in the mailbag. 
these comments, likes, shares, and all that good stuff are from episode 39. That was a little while ago because we had the Batman's movie special break in there, and we've done some Flash Gordon since then. But back in episode 39, we looked at the case of the perfect husband. Remember that one? It had Alfred Go, who, who mm-hmm. played her golf who played Alfred in the Batman series. Oh, yeah, yep. yes. And he was really creepy. And that was the case of the perfect husband. And so this is the feedback that we got on that. Xenozoic Xenophiles. DS and RS. That's the friends Darren and Ruth. And Trekker Talk, their podcast about not Star Trek. Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> the hell you say? And you know who else gave us a nice like on this? Rad Adventures. There's starting to be a theme here, guys. That's a foursome. Let's kick it up to five, Pat. You got the next one. Oh, Warlord Worlds. We have Joel. And Ryan Daly. We also have Dave Collins. You might know him as Battle Wagon. All right, this next one, I'm going to need some help. So, somebody, give me a beat. Feeling it? Feel it. Do you feel it? Uh-huh, uh-huh. Do you feel it? Uh-huh, uh-huh. Unpacking the power of the power pack. Unpacking the power of the power pack. Power, because the power pack power can't stop. Say what? <laughs> I was going to give them a lack of shit. What was that? <laughs> Coffee in comics. Fan film Fridays. The hammer strikes and random geeky stuff. Ross Michaud. Professor Frenzy. It's a it's show. A show. Oh, my net is made. Here we go. Here we go. Chris at BTO and Bat Books. Let it Tim Price. Relatively geeky. And that'll do it. We had a limited release on social media. We won't blame anybody for that. I got duped on the. I got duped. <laughs> I didn't get again. it on. Yeah, I didn't get it on the Facebook, so I'm sorry. I, That's all right. We still have plenty of comments, so let's go in there and pick some comments. Pat, go ahead and take the dealer's choice. I'm going to pick one from Trucker Talk, and it says, A great way to spend Monday morning on the bus ride to work is listening to Saturday Matinee Theater from the Longbox Crusade. Oh, Oh, thank you. Thank you. Delvin, comment. I'll take one from Green Lantern HG, who said, Great episode, guys, but with this Holmes episode, I don't think it could have been wrong in any way. I agree. You know, I've been listening for a while now. I can't remember, but is this the first Five Pipes episode? I think he means everyone rated it a five. I can see why. This became my most favorite episode of the series. Hashtag evil Alfred. Nice. Well, it's your go, Jason. Oh, gosh. Should I do another one from GLHG and take my trophy? Oh, I wish you would because I have things to say about that. All right. Well, I'll go ahead and take another one for GLHG. And actually, it looks like, Pat, you and I have to split this trophy. Yeah, I got things to say about that. <laughs> and finally, the trophy. It's going to be a twofer for at Cristado01 and at Weasel Skull's opening bit of 1026 a.m. or p.m. And I honestly don't remember what bit this was. But Let I me help re- you out there, Jason, because the whole a.m. or p.m. joke reference was mine. I did the a.m. or p.m. bit. Now, you might deserve a trophy, though, because you guys did a bit where you said you were going to kill <laughs> the bat at 1026 a.m. 
which was hilarious. Oh, but the A and P and mix up bit was mine. So once again, I'm claiming a trophy. Oh yeah. <laughs> Whatever. You're ruining the bit, Jared. I don't even want the Halley anymore. I got duped again. And this plan of mine has come to a successful conclusion. You know what? I'll bring it in with one last comment from Dave Collins, which you probably know him as Battle Wagon. He says, I actually like this episode a lot, and I can't wait to see what the crew says. So he got, dropped us a comment before he listened, and I think you liked it a lot. We liked it a lot. Strong episode. Yeah, he did follow up with another one that said that he rated this one the same as, as the rest of us. So he really liked it, too. Good. Good. And that's it for our send-ins. We appreciate it, everybody. We, we love hearing from you. Well, that's it for this episode of Saturday Matinee Theater. If you'd like to hear more from us in the realm of comic books, check out The Long Box Crusade. Pat, where can they find that? Well, Jason, I am glad you asked. You can find us on the iTunes, Google Play, and most podcatchers, or at www.longboxcrusade.com, or on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Longbox Crusade. Back to you, Jason. Thanks, Pat. And if you want to hear us on our trek through all of the James Bond films, check out on Her Majesty's Secret Podcast. Jared, where can they find that? Well, here's the thing. Jared stepped out. So it's me, Christopher Walken. I was in a Bond movie. It wasn't very good, but I was excellent in it. What the hell are we talking about? Oh, on Her Majesty's Secret Podcast can be found on iTunes, Google Play, most podcatches. You can go to www.secretpodcast.podbean.com. Or you can chat with these guys on Twitter at OHMSPod. I'm happy to be here, fellas. But you know what I'm happiest? In the saddle? That's correct. In the <laughs> saddle. Thanks, guys. If you'd like to chat with us online, we can be found at Delvin Kick Us Off. You can find me on Twitter at D-E-E underscore R-A-Y one nine seven seven. Jason. You can find me at Weasel Skull on Twitter or at Jason Albrick on Facebook or Instagram. You can find me on the Twitter at Christatos01. Jared. You can find me on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. It's all at Yard Sale Artist. You can head over to YouTube and search Yard Sale Artist. You will find my channel where I'm drawing some pictures. And if you want to interact with us with live chat and be entered to win some free stuff in our live raffles, join us for our next episode of Doing It Live Stream over on YouTube. We do them on the second Sunday of every month, and we always start at 3.30 p.m. Central Time. You can get signed up for that by looking up Longbox Crusade on YouTube. Please subscribe to our channel and click the bell so you'll get reminder notifications for when we go live. Once again, thanks for joining us for this episode of Saturday Matinee Theater. Get your ray gun charged and get ready to throw hands. Because our next episode will continue our journey through the 1936 Flash Gordon serial, Space Soldiers. We'll see you next episode for Chapter 11, The Claws of Tigron. The meetup location, Planet Mongo. Planet Mongo.